Could a demon read the Bible? And if not, how would it ever get better? Can I time travel to a time where time travel doesn't exist? All of these questions you can find the answer to on this Paranormal Life. Hey, hello everyone. Welcome to This Paranormal Life, the comedy paranormal podcast hosted by myself, Rory Powers, and this guy over here. Uh, If you haven't listened to the show before, we are two professional paranormal investigators where every week we investigate a brand new paranormal tale, beast, story, and come to a conclusion within the hour to decide, give or take, of course, to decide whether or not it is truly paranormal. How are you doing today, kid? I'm doing fantastic, Rory. I'm ready for it. I mean, there's there some pretty spicy questions on the intro. Um, do you think demons are trying to better themselves? They're, trying, they're doing a little self-help? I mean, they shouldn't start with the Bible because that might they might Pac-Man in on themselves. You think so? I think so. It's, yeah, it's kind of... It's like, um, I don't know, being an alcoholic. And if you try and drink some water, it burns you. Now that I think about it, I've never seen you read the Bible. Moving on. Demon Slowly. little... All right, look, as much as I would uh, love to dilly-dally, I could talk about demons all goddamn day. But unfortunately, Kit, today, time is of the essence. You did mention time travel in the beginning. Is that something to do with it? Possibly. Maybe you're about to find out. Our story begins in 2016. A 71-year-old man named Leroy Timothy Anderson went to FBI headquarters in Virginia. He walked through the front doors and approached the front desk. Reception asked if they could help him with anything, assuming it was a guest or someone who had business in the building. Leroy said, I'm here to turn myself in. My name is Leroy Anderson, and I've killed 33 people. By the way, that is also the day that the FBI locked their doors. You need a key card these days. Yeah, yeah. Things have changed a lot since uh, 2016. uh, Why the FBI headquarters? Why not the local police? You're going to find out, Kit. You're going to find out. Maybe this case is a little spicy, too spicy for the for the police. Above the jurisdiction, perhaps. Now, Leroy Anderson was a 71-year-old man who had appeared out of nowhere. He's basically made of glass. Could he really be telling the truth? Was he a murderer? The FBI weren't taking any chances and arrested him on the spot. Now Leroy is locked in a room while the agents investigate. Sir? The report just came back. He's got no criminal record. If he really has killed 33 people, he's he's done a damn good job of covering his tracks. So the agents enter the room and sit down with Leroy, ready for a little interrogation. Maybe a little good cop, bad cop. You know, they're doing that thing where you spin the chair around and you sit the other way, you know? Oh yeah, like a cool teacher, of course. Yeah, that cop is like, he's turned his his hat around, which is, is super painful and awkward because those things are not meant to be turned around. No, it's That's not, against the law. It's not like Ash Ketchum. <laughs> Absolutely not. But to their surprise, they didn't have to interrogate him. Leroy was more than happy to talk. Hmm. Leroy told them that he needed to come here for his own protection because the agency he worked for was trying to terminate him. Terminate him? Terminate him. That's Jesus. very corporate talk, isn't it? For murder. The agency. What is this kind of John Wick style establishment that that deals in gold coins and bounty hunters? That's what it sounds like. If you have to come to the FBI for protection, you know you're dealing with some, some dangerous people. The men asked him, Leroy, this is serious. Did you kill 33 people? Leroy replied, technically, I've killed 45, but... 
12 of them haven't been born yet. All right, you, 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 lost, you lost the good cop at this point. You lost the bad cop. You're the cop's to... going back around no. the right way. All right, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> the agents are confused. What do you mean, haven't been born yet? Leroy went on to tell them that he worked with the Defense Advanced Research Project Agency, DARPA, who supervised the United States Special Operations. But more importantly, he also worked for the CIA on a project called Kronos. And that's why he turned himself in. Leroy knew too much, and the CIA were trying to terminate him. Okay. This is very confusing already. Very interesting, but very yeah. confusing. Now, Roy, I'm not American like you. You might have mm -hmm. to break this down for the listeners at home. But in Britain, yeah. the Queen runs everything. She she controls uh, what time what what time you go to bed at night. She the she weather controls the weather. What time you eat breakfast in the morning. Whereas in America, there's more of a division of power. So you got the True. police, and then above that, you got the FBI, and then not really above that, but side by side, you got the CIA, and then somewhere besides that, you got the federal government, I guess. Yeah. And so these all kind of this is like the system of checks and balances. They all kind of. Uh, interact with each other it's a very confusing uh kind of organization method i think this is why you have those overlapping crime scenes where the police are there and then cia step up and be like yeah. we'll take it from here cia we're running the show now i don't think so says a voice from the shadows fbi and this is now ours another voice from the shadows <laughs> is it DARPA, Special Agent Carter. I run the show now. Little Dick Carter, it's me, the Hamburglar. <laughs> they all get down on their hands and knees. Oh my God. Ronald McDonald's task force. Uh, it's very confusing who runs what. I did actually look up the difference between the CIA and the FBI for clarity on this case. It One, one of them, only one of them has the authority to arrest people. That might be Ooh. a lie. I might have made that up. <laughs> Well, the FBI, they're the guys that in the movies and TV shows, they're the they're always arresting people. They're, you know, sending the SWAT teams and stuff. Uh, I don't think the CIA do anything like that. I think the CIA are just an intelligence agency, right? Yes. And actually, there you go. The CIA mostly operates actually outside of the United ah. States to gather intelligence. Ganking other people's democracy. Uh, whereas the FBI... Uh, predominantly operates within the U.S. to gather intelligence. One's looking in, one's looking out. They're back-to-back, -back, guns raised. All right? That's how it works. Very interesting. So this guy is some kind of CIA cell that's gone rogue, and now he has to, he has to appeal to the FBI for almost protection. Yeah. So the agents asked him a little bit more about Project Kronos and what his role was. And he said... Project Kronos is a program created to eliminate anyone the CIA deems dangerous. And well, I was the hitman. The agents ask, All right, Mr. Anderson, let's start at the beginning. Tell us about the first person you of killed. Of time? <laughs> oh, the first person I killed. Oh, sure, that was last week. Maybe we have a file on the case. Mr. Anderson laughed. You don't get it, do you? <laughs> the first person I killed was in 1678. Oh, Jesus Christ. That would mean Mr. Anderson's first murder was over 300 years ago. Who the f*** was he killing? Leonardo <laughs> da Vinci? Like, people talk about going in back in time to kill Hitler. Who could you possibly be killing in 1638? He's like, did you ever hear about 
the dinosaurs. You killed the dinosaurs? Mm-hmm. Mr. Meteorite, they called me. Who caused the ice caps to melt? So you're just God. You're claiming to be God. The agents sat back as Leroy told them everything. That Project Kronos was a program where the CIA sent hitmen back in time to assassinate their enemies, changing the course of history. What? possible enemy does the CIA have, which was only established in, I'm gonna guess, like the 20s or something? What possible enemy do they have in the 1600s? First off, Kit, time doesn't matter when you have a time machine. They could have been invented in the future and gone back to the past. You know, that's a point. That's a point right there. I haven't been thinking about We're gonna need a lot of Big brain thinking yeah. right here, okay, guys. Okay, that's difficult to me because I got a little brain. Little, <laughs> little brain energy. <laughs> Leroy told him that he had killed up to 45 people from 1678 to 2239. <laughs> He's gone forward? That's right. Some of the people he has killed haven't even been born yet. Is that possible? Of course really it's possible. That. Of course it's, this this whole episode guys is going to be open up a can of worms. But the worms are wormholes and we're going to be jumping through dimensions thinking about the future, remembering the future. It's going to question a lot of rules that you've been taught shouldn't be questioned. And listen, this episode's going to be a lot like Inception. It's going to be incredibly complicated. It's going to be a lot of people's favorite podcast. Yeah. But it's not going to make a lot of sense. No. But it is going to win awards. Yeah. At one point, we're actually going to ask you to take a nap with your AirPods in. And uh, we're going to do a section of the podcast while you're asleep to have it beamed into your brain. That's right. All right. Moving on with the story, he said that in total... Project Kronos was behind over 1,200 assassinations throughout history. Martin Luther King Jr., Mahatma Gandhi, and that he himself was the person who assassinated Abraham Lincoln. What? That's right. That that doesn't sound like he's exclusively investigating stuff in other countries. He killed Abraham Lincoln. How is one of of the goddamn founding presidents of the United States an enemy of the CIA? Look, we don't... Because we are living in the timeline where he got assassinated, we don't know how bad shit got if he wasn't assassinated. You know? Right. He was about to go like robo mech abe maybe maybe or maybe the assassination you know cemented him as a legend in history made him like a martyr you know Mm. maybe uh in another timeline he went on to actually become pretty racist okay and honest abe was honestly a bit of an asshole and had to be put down by the cia (laughs) the organization that wouldn't exist for several hundreds of years later (laughs) i'm starting to question the whole intelligence bit of the uh, central (laughs) intelligence agency Leroy begged them to believe him. He said that he fled the program and now they were hunting him. The FBI director said, His story was one of the most fascinating that I've ever heard. Mr. Anderson not only claims to have killed President Lincoln, but also 32 others, including at least 12 that aren't even born yet. I know that conspiracy theorists will accuse us of covering up Lincoln's murder, but the FBI isn't going to open up an investigation. I don't think this man killed anyone. I think he just lost contact with reality. Well, he would say that, though, wouldn't he? Because he's got a CIA silenced pistol to the back of his head. He knows the second he decides to open up an inquiry, 
a wormhole is going to open up behind him with a 9mm coming out of the end of it and putting him down. Do you know why? Because the CIA in the future time traveled to the past to stop the investigation. The CIA might even travel back in time and take him out in a year that's already happened and the FBI director inside of a, a, a packed out press junket just starts Thanos snapping out of existence <laughs> just like pixelating into dust you know even myself and Kit hosting this podcast is a risk we are in the studio right now expecting at any moment for a time portal to open up and to be assassinated mid-recording that's why we both have crossbows fully loaded at any time to make sure that we are protected just imagining a wormhole opens up and it's a feudal era ninja who somehow works for the cia he's like nothing personal rory shurikens you to the wall he shows up we try and hit him with the crossbow we miss it goes through the time portal into the future kills the president (laughs) we killed lincoln (laughs) oh my god they are too good at this too good well look I'd never heard of Project Kronos before in my many, many, many years of paranormal investigation. No, nor I think this would have come up, but I ain't heard of it either. Exactly. So I did a little Googling, searched around a little bit, and unfortunately, Project Kronos is just also a cool name. So mm. I found uh, video games, movies, novels, all called Project Kronos. Probably death metal band or something. I think there's actually like a video game source engine called Project Kronos. Wow. Again, you, you, you call something a name that cool, it's going to be used for a lot of stuff. Yeah. yeah uh, you got to call it something. Like, you got to call it like Butterfly Baby, Project Butterfly Baby. Yeah. And then it's you're, there's going to be two things. There's going to be a kid's clothes shop and there's going to be the FBI project. Exactly. Because, I mean, first, our Butterfly Babies don't exist. Those are caterpillars. <laughs> there are not going to be a lot of hits for that. By the time a butterfly is a is a butterfly it's a man it's not a man <laughs> do you understand what i'm saying here you know what i mean because if it, when yeah. it's a baby it's a caterpillar sure and when it's done being a baby it's, it's a, a butterfly dude <laughs> it's, it's a six foot man this got to the point where I, I was about to give up yeah i was finding too much too much shit on the internet but then i saw it kid an article backed away in the shadows information about project chronos i'm sorry in the shadows of google yeah the dark web my friend and to my surprise the information was about a project from the 1940s in nazi germany of course that's right guys we're going back in time in 1997 a military journalist named igor witowski met with a polish intelligence agent for research on a book that he was writing my friend I hear you used to work for the Polish intelligence agency. I'm writing a book about the Second World War, and I'm hoping you know something that I do not yet. My brother, I know things that are better left unknown. The information you want is in this file. But be careful. You can't unlearn things. If I could, I would have forgotten these images long ago. But you put them in a fold. You printed them out, so... Right, I had to, yes, sure, I had to make many copies, so I, even if I tried to forget them, I couldn't, because I've seen them, so I look at them every day. Okay, it seems strange that if you want to unlearn something, 
to have it saved or to have so many copies. Right. Well, well when you see readily. this, bro, you're going to understand. That you, it's like a car crash. You can't take your eyes off the thing, you know? But you said you have several copies. If you wanted to be unburdened with such a heavy weight, why not just give I me the only copies? I have printed a few of the images for uh, decoration in my home. For tech, you said you want. You said there are some things that well, are better left unknown. Though, they're pretty. They're beautiful. My wife likes them a lot. If you want to unlearn the images, do not use them as wallpaper, my friend. I have a photo on my wall. Would you like to see? What? I have the images there. Also, I took out the I took out the picture of the kids in my wallet, and I put in a copy of the images that are in this file that I'm trying to forget. But would you like to see them in my wallet? No, I would not like to see the pictures in your wallet. You've already given me the pictures in the file. You know, these are dangerous files. Any man caught transferring these to outside sources could get in a lot of trouble. What? Yeah. These are, you, you said there are things better left unknown. I didn't know I would get in trouble. I can see the files breaking out of the folder. It says classified. Penalty of death, my friend. I thought that said classy find. Like this is like a cool find. You know what? Give me back the file. Do you know what? This is your wallet now. I'm out of here. You didn't meet me. You don't know me. Igor had no idea what the Polish intelligent agent was about to show him. The agent had dozens of classified government documents detailing Nazi research projects that had never been shown to the public. Experimental rockets, anti-gravity plane prototypes, but most importantly, Kit, a project referred to as Die Glock, the Nazi Bell. Whoa. I don't want to fire off here talking about Nazis, the paranormal, UFOs, satanic rituals, because those evil sons of bitches, they did okay, it all. Okay. Rory gets pretty animated. I get pretty fired up when we're talking about, oh, did the, did the Nazis do some evil paranormal shit? I don't know. Does Michael Phelps like swimming? We don't know. He's good at it. We don't know if he likes we, it. Yeah, he might hate it. He might hate he it. He spends a lot of he time in the water. He spends a lot of time doing it. Yeah. That's true. Let me think of a different one. Does... You can't think of any others? No, that was the first one that came to my head. Does Michael Phelps like wearing goggles? Uh, well, we, he does it, sure, because he has to, but we don't know if he does. Well, I'm sure, the, well, he doesn't like the alternative. Water in his eyes, does he? So I'm sure he's pretty glad he has the goggles at the very least. It's sort of that strong was, that comparison. Was, yeah, you're right. That was muddy. That was muddy. And I need one clear as water. Please, though, anything but Michael Phelps at this point. Does Michael... Don't say Phelps. Jordan. Okay. Love swimming? How do we, how do we know that? I should have said basketball because that's he, the one that he does. I'd say he's even said on interview that he loves basketball. You, that's what he's known for. My point being, they do a lot of stuff that I don't, we don't have the time or the patience or the time machine to investigate. <laughs> Listen, we're not getting into it, folks, but if you didn't know that the Nazis started NASA, yeah, you're going to want to look into that, okay? You think the American people just whipped all that rocket technology out of their asses? Absolutely not, folks. It's called NASA, as in Nazis always sticking around. I don't think it means that, but close enough. Very close. You see, Kit, after World War II, a bunch of Nazis were put on trial at war crime tribunals for doing all the horrible stuff that they did. And one of them was a man named Jacob Sporenberg who was one of the highest commissioned Nazi SS ranks. He said, Yeah, I have done some horrible things in my life. So in my death, may I find redemption. There is a project that you must know about. Scientists and engineers were murdered to prevent them from disclosing any details of the technology to the outside world. 
It goes by many names, but most commonly, die Glock. The war may seem over, but with this weapon, nothing is truly over. The room couldn't believe what they were hearing. Sporenberg told them everything. He said the bell was a piece of highly advanced technology that produced a hissing or buzzing sound when operational. Because of this, his fellow Germans also referred to it as Der Bienenstock, or Beehive in German. Ooh. But what did it do? Well, Kit, the bell was said to be a hazardous anti-gravity experiment. It ran on a red substance referred to only as Serum 525, which some people believe to have been red mercury. When this machine was activated, it was said to create a strange zone of effect around 500 feet around the craft. In this zone, unexplainable things would occur. Crystals would form on animal tissues. Plants would decompose into jelly. It caused illnesses and death of many research subjects and researchers alike. So why am I talking about Dyklok? What does this have to do with our original story, with Leroy Anderson, the time-traveling hitman? Well, along with being rumored to have anti-gravity capabilities, the device was also known to distort the flow of time, my friend. You think it just forms crystals on, on animals and doesn't distort the flow of time? You're out of your mind. Exactly. It, it turns an animal into a crystal and sends them back to the Stone Age. How do you think we got diamonds? It's That's very interesting because... Like he says, they lose the war, right? They seems like the war's over. Yeah. But how do they, at that point, how, how can he say it ain't over? That's because he's going back in time. They're going to go back in time and fight the war over as many times as they need to. Yeah. To goddamn win. Nothing ends when you have something that can redo everything. It's it like the Prince of Persia Sands of Time. Exactly! You ain't worried until... Well, actually, f if you if you use the Sands of Time and then fall off the edge of the map, yeah, that is game over, to be fair. Really? Is it? <laughs> you can't, like... I don't know. Wait, I've never played the games. You, like, shake the it's time like you crystal have, you have or something? a certain amount of sands, and, and then, okay. like, if you if you want to rewind time, you use the sand, but then if you, if you do run out of sand and you die, sure, it, it is game over. Of course. That's, that's kind of like, you know... The bell. You can do anything with the bell. If you run out of red mercury... Serum 525. You're pretty much boned. You're boned. Yeah. I do think this is interesting that they had a project very similar to something that was described many, many years later. The experiments in time manipulation went under two code names. The first was Latern Entrager, which translates to Lantern Bearer or Illuminator. But in Latin... The bell was also known as Kronos. What? That's right, my friend. One of the many nicknames for the Nazi time machine was Kronos. You couldn't write this shit, the motherfucker. The same name as the time-traveling project that sent the man back in time to assassinate President Lincoln. Listen, you think this is a game? You think it's a game? This Let's isn't a game. All? I'm going to crank my crossbow right now because that time traveling son of a bitch is gonna pop up at any second and you best believe the safety's off this puppy because as okay, soon well, as the you're, you're oh, oh! oh! <laughs> i'm so sorry oh! 
Oh my god, are you alright? Oh, no, I'm not alright. You saw a goddamn crossbow to my kneecap. I didn't even know. I didn't. The, the, I just tapped you said the thing. The safety was off. I and said, you started swinging it. I didn't pull it. I tapped the trigger to illustrate that I was triggered. You tapped the ball. Oh, oh. But not from the front. Not do, from the front. It was do you from at least the side. Some first aid or something. Oh god, I'm getting woozy. All right. Whoa. Look, this this Whoa. is going to sound wild. Oh, I'm listening. I'm listening. Just hear me out. What if I were to Whoa. shoot uh. an, another a second arrow Whoa. into that arrow and kind of like push ready? it out? Don't, don't do it. And try don't, don't I'm just going to Don't do it. There we go. Please, for the love of god. It's, it's going to be all right. Don't do it. It's going to be all right. Don't I'm going to knock it, it out bro. Robin Hood style. Bro. <laughs> oh, straight into my throat. All right. Hear me out. A third arrow. Why are you two. calling the ambulance? <laughs> they don't even have a crossbow. Why what? am I going to call them? They're not going to help the situation. I don't need a crossbow. <laughs> a doctor comes back in time. Yeah, he would die if we didn't do this. So yeah, we actually had to come back. <laughs> he freaks me out. He's here! I shoot him in the neck immediately. <laughs> Why are you such a crack shot with this thing? Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Kit, when we bottle up our emotions, it can start to affect us negatively. Sometimes it's important that we get stuff off our chest. Tell me about it. I found a UFO in the forest and now... This thing is attached to my chest. Jesus, that's an alien. Mm -hmm. All right, I was speaking metaphorically about dealing with emotions and talking about our feelings by using services like BetterHelp. I don't need to talk about my feelings. This thing can read my mind. Therapy can be a great way to set boundaries and become the best version of yourself. With BetterHelp, you can get matched with a licensed therapist that suits your needs. It's online, convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You're saying they can get things off my chest, like uh, Zonktar here? Don't give it a name. Maybe me and Zonktar can sign up for BetterHelp together. Give it a shot, and whatever it is, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Paranormal Life today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Paranormal Life. That's right, Kit. Could this be the same Project Kronos that Leroy Anderson was talking about? Yes, they're 30 years apart, but time doesn't matter when you've got a machine that f**ks with it. The problem is, sure, we got stories, testimonies, modern day illustrations, all the, the totems on the pillar of truth, but we don't have any physical evidence. It's true. It's true. No concrete evidence to prove that this thing really existed. And without that, the investigation is over. But luckily, our investigation is only beginning. Because like Jacob Sporenberg said, and by said, I mean the fictional speech that I wrote earlier for him in the podcast. That was fictional? Of course it was fictional. He didn't say any of that stuff. Jesus. Well, he mentioned the project. He didn't say nothing is truly over. God damn it. I had me hook, line, and sinker. <laughs> Just like Jacob said early in the podcast for the speech that I wrote for him, nothing is truly over. Eventually, I stumbled across a WordPress blog. 
<laughs> written. Yeah, we're taking a weird twist here. We're going back. This is your physical evidence. This is the evidence that ties it all together. You can't even begin to understand what I'm about to tell you. <laughs> you, you turn German. You <laughs> ignorant fool. You cannot understand. I was there when the day was created. <laughs> is it still fictional? Yeah, sure, it's fictional. The WordPress blog was written by a woman named Heather. The website was called projectchronos.wordpress.com. Checks out. And it only had two tabs, introduction and shoebox. Whoa. So I read the introduction and I couldn't believe my eyes. She said, my name is Heather and I have a story to tell you. It's a story I've told a handful of my friends over the years, but I've always been nervous about telling too many people. But I think now is the right time to share. My uncle Guy was always a hero to me. I used to spend a week each summer at his cottage in Scotland. We'd fish and cook together. He'd tell me stories about when he was young. His stories invariably involved heroics and women, so I always took them with a pinch of salt. The year before he died, something pretty odd happened. We were in town picking up things for dinner, and a car backfired, and Uncle Guy panicked. I'd never seen him like this. He literally burst into tears and shook like a leaf. Wow. That night, he got very drunk and told me one of his stories. But this one was different. He pulled out an old shoebox and told me that an old university friend of his, Marcus, had left him a letter and the shoebox in his will when he died in 1964. He said that Marcus was killed in a car crash, but he didn't think it was an accident. You see, Marcus was a journalist who was writing a book on the British government's Project Kronos, the Ministry of Defense's research into time manipulation. Did you say the British government? The British government's this is Project Kronos. This is This is worldwide. The Germans had a bit of it. Now, uh, Leroy at the start was talking about the CIA and the FBI having a Project Kronos. Now we're hearing about the British government's Project Kronos? And that's not to mention all the countries who had the good sense to change the f***ing name of the project. Of course, yeah. Project Butter Baby or whatever the f*** we called it earlier. Butterfly. Of course it's about time travel. You ever heard of the butterfly effect? The British government are like, Project Kronos.com is taken. Someone's like, should we call it something else? No, no, no. .org will do it. F*** .org's taken too. Uh, .co.uk. Rats. Really thought we'd get that one. Let's try Project Kronos.gov. No, no, you absolutely do not do that. That implies that it is a government project. Of course, I knew that. A guy in the back of the room. What about a WordPress? Hmm, good thinking, Heather. (laughs) According to Marcus, the government had spent millions on research, and its work began in the pre-World War II work of two Cambridge-based scientists, plus the work of at least one German scientist who was brought to England just as the war was ending. This is what we're saying, folks. Guys, it's all linking together. Heather went on to say, the next morning, Uncle Guy took the box and hid it away and refused to talk about it. He never mentioned it again. Uncle Guy died in 2002, and in his will, he left me the shoebox. Over the next few weeks, I'm going to share what was inside that shoebox. What? And to find out what's inside... You'll have to join us next week for part two of this Paranormal Life! Oh! That's right, folks. Another two-parter. 
continuing on from our two-parter we had uh, last week. That's right. I absolutely had zero intention of this being a two-parter. The original story that was sent to me was simply the story of Leroy Anderson, the time-traveling right. assassin. But as soon as he mentioned Project Kronos, and I was like, hey, I need a little bit more info about what Project Kronos is if I'm going to talk about it for a goddamn hour. Yeah. I stumbled onto all of this. I stumbled onto the Nazi time travel project. I stumbled onto Heather's WordPress. Then the shoebox. The shoebox, guys. You don't even you don't even know what what is about to happen when we open up the shoebox. That is Pandora's box. But already you can see how all these parts of the story are linking together. You know, Heather's talking about a project called Kronos that involved a scientist who was taken from Germany right after the World War. Do I have to draw the links to you? You're looking at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> just just take a couple steps back, bud, because you're getting a little close for comfort here. If the Nazis did, in fact, invent a time machine yeah. in the Second World War, when they lost, maybe America came and ganked some of those scientists. Well, we already know they ganked the, the rockets. Exactly, the V2 rockets. other stuff too. Did, did you think they didn't gank die Glock? <laughs> and this is the exciting thing, guys. When you're investigating a case about time travel, you don't even need to, you can't just investigate why things happened or how they happened. You have to investigate when they happened mm -hmm. because time is the name of the game, my friend. I believe it was Doc Brown that said that as soon as he got into the DeLorean with, uh, with Marty McFly. Sure. Marty, Marty McFly was like, Doc, why, why didn't you just make like a machine that could, I don't know, end world hunger? And he turned to them and he said, because Marty, time is the name of the motherfucking game. I don't think he said that. And he, he didn't say that. He cranked it to 88 miles per hour. I think you might be, you're making him sound a bit like, he sounds like Rick from Rick and Morty. I think you're getting your characters confused. No, I don't think so. Because what, uh, Back to the Future with Marty McFly? Sure. The, the little guy? He, well, a little no, cartoon boy? No, no he's, what? he's little because he's young, I guess. But no, the little boy, I think you're thinking of Morty from Rick and Morty. Morty McFly? That doesn't sound right. No, 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 no. No, he's, he's not Morty McFly. He's just more, that's the name of the character. But again, you're getting confused because he's the little guy you're thinking of. Because Doc Brown would never say mother you, I, it was a PG movie, I'm pretty sure. So we'd never say... Yeah, it was pretty good for sure. But they did swear in it. I'm, do you think that's what PG stands for? Yeah, of course. But the... the you're not going to get this right. I swear to All right. God. But let me just get this straight. The okay. third Back to the Future movie. The third one. The third one. Yeah. Very famous. Great movie. They go back to the cowboy time. They have to get the time machine going. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're, right, you're right, actually. Yeah. Doc Brown. He says, yippee Kaye, motherfucker. Because no, it's like cowboy no, 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 times. No, no, no. What am I thinking of? Die Hard at this point. Yippee Kaye. I already told you he doesn't say motherfucker. Just get that out of your head. At he, no he point did he it. say it. Zero times does he say motherfucker. <laughs> I'm just laughing about how funny it would be if in the original Back to the Future, if it was like a totally, you know, kid safe friendly movie the whole time. And then as soon as the uh they are going back to the future and the DeLorean hits 88 miles per hour, Doc just goes, yes! <laughs> That's the director's cut. Yeah. <laughs> yeah! That would be too realistic. That'd be incredible. So as I said, I hope you enjoyed part one of our investigation into Project Kronos. 
Uh, I can assure you guys, I would have not split this into a two-parter if there wasn't some insane twists and uh, very cool information and evidence coming up from inside the shoebox. So I hope you had a good time and I hope you'll stick around for part two. If you can't get enough of this paranormal life and you don't have your own time machine to be able to go forward and binge episodes, it's fine. Because you can go back in time to patreon.com where we have recorded a beautiful backlog of bonus content. Guys, we're talk- we're pushing 30 episodes of additional This Paranormal Life episodes that when you subscribe to the This Paranormal Life Patreon, you will have instant access to. This is a shoebox full of paranormal cases that should have been burned up long ago. Well, it's a little bigger than a shoebox because between you and me, the shoebox next week, it's a shoebox. How much can be in it? There's, there's not going to be that much stuff in well, there. Well, you don't know what's in the shoebox yet. So I would hold your tongue until you find out. Yeah, but it's it's going to be the size of a pair of shoes, which is pretty damn small. It's, the first object in the shoebox is actually Diglock. It is. Oh. It has been transformed over the years into a very small bell. <laughs> it's shrunk like a little shrunken head. <laughs> they washed it on too high a setting, and Diglock is actually pretty small. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed the bonus content on Patreon.com. We don't run ads or anything, or, or have sponsorships on this podcast. Uh, so that is the only way, truly, aside from listening to the show and telling your friends about it, that you can support the podcast. So thank you so much to everyone that does support us on Patreon. To thank you even further, we'd like to give you a special shout out. Thank you to Ellen Caulfield. Ellen! Ellen, I'm I'm calling you from the field. Get out get out get out of bed. Get your lazy ass out of bed and come she, she harvest some fe- corn. No, I'm oh, calling you're in her. the field. I'm in the field. Come harvest the corn. It's going bad, Ellen. Jesus. It's going bad? <laughs> yeah, the corn goes bad pretty fast. Get out of here quickly. Thank you to Thomas Reed. Thomas Reed peed the bead. <laughs> That's right, Thomas. He peed the bed? Is that what you're trying to say? Right, he, he, he peed the bead. Oh, oh, God. Where are you from? Spine. Except my parents said I was a little bit of a slow learner. <laughs> okay, <laughs> starting to piece everything together now. Thomas, I think they make uh, diapers for adults. Maybe that's something to invest in. Or invest in. Thank you to Jessica Swan. Or, or, it's Jessica Swan. That's a swan? Oh, yeah. Swans don't... That sounded like a seal. Like, or, what or, the f*** is a seal? What, what is a seal? You mean like a seal... Like a, how you might seal something up with a little bit of tape or something? No, like the animal. The, the one oh, the, like the singer. Yeah, like the, he's like a human animal, I guess. But he sings that... Kiss <laughs> from a rose. Da, 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 da. How do you know so much about seal the musician and not seal the animal? Well, he's a pretty, pretty, sure. he's a pretty special original guy. I think that song won a lot of awards. We're not actually. gonna get, we're not gonna get. This is we're talking here. about. Why are you talking about seal? What the f- is a seal? We're talking it's about a, swans it's a, here, bro. It's, they're called the dogs of the sea. A, a swan is a dog of the sea. Jesus, Christ. we're gonna have to move on here. Thank you to Jason Blonigan. Jason Blonigan has the power of invisibility. Because every time they're like, "Where's Jason?" Ah, Blonigan's gone again. He's gone again. You just keep, he'll like ask you a question, turn invisible, and then you turn around. Yeah. Use your powers for good, Jason. That's all I'll say. Stop pranking people. Yeah, and whenever you get that invisibility power, sure, there's a few things you want to do. You may want to shoplift. Maybe you want to do a couple. That's what I want to do. That's what I think about day and night, to be honest with you. But uh, You don't have to be invisible to do that, by the way. What? I mean, you can shoplift invisible. They'll catch me. Being visible. I can't go back. (laughs) 
to jail, my friend. Thank you to Jeremy S. Wallace. Jeremy S. Wallace. Jeremy swipes wallets, more like. What? This little thief isn't even invisible. And he is a little thief, because Wallace is the smallest. He just goes around four foot nothing, stealing wallets from anyone he can find. Sometimes it, he doesn't even like the money, he just likes the kick of it. He will sneakily insert a wallet into someone's back pocket and then take it right out again without getting caught. Insane. He just gets off on it. Super weird. Thank you also to Lawrence Carlos. We've all heard of Florence Nightingale, but this is Lawrence Nightingale, the Whoa. worst nurse to ever work in the industry before. We're talking filling up IV drips with Powerade, thinking it would rejuvenate yeah. them. Man, that's trying, not smart, though. Trying to slap people back to life. I could see how that would work. He tried to defibrillate someone with a hammer. Not yeah, even electric hammer. Kick start. Yeah. If you run out of electricity, sure. My, you know. Listen, you're, you sound like a great innovator, a great inventor. You've got a lot of bright ideas. You just shouldn't be allowed to treat people, yeah. Lawrence. We need some of those innovative ideas. You know, I, I recently had an idea for podcasts, but for the eyes. Right, yeah, that's that exists. For sure, that definitely exists. I don't think so. YouTube, videos, anything like that? No. Shit. Okay, yeah. That, no, that's fair. I wasn't thinking... I, I thought, least, like... At least you're not hurting people. That's the main thing. That's the main thing. Because I was thinking, like, blasting sound into your eyes. Yeah. And seeing it. if that would do something. That would hurt. That would. Yeah, well, well that's, that's, for, uh, that's for Lawrence to find out, isn't it, buddy? You're giving him the ideas. Thank you, too. Uzzy... Uzzy's a little fuzzy with the details. Mm-hmm. You know, they say, hey, did you see who stole my car? Maybe I didn't, maybe I didn't, he says. Well, that's not very helpful. No, it's not. He's saying that from the driver's seat of your car as well. So he, all, <laughs> he always he knows he took it. <laughs> Speeds away. Yeah. Thank you to Rasmus Pedersen. Rasmus is always asking to pet her son. Rasmus, you can't do that. People, parents will rarely give you permission to pet their son it's a bit weird if you don't know them. It's a weird question, yeah. It's a weird question. You might want to rephrase the question. May, may I tap your son's head? No, it still won't still yeah. won't go. These aren't babies either. These are, you know, 16, 17-year-old men. 21-year-old jocks, yeah. Of course, yeah. Uh, you can't just pat another human. It's condescending. Thank you to Chris O'Shea. Chris O'Shea loves Christmas Day. He wishes it could be every single day of the year. You know, January 3rd. He's, he's leaving cookies and milk down at the chimney. Santa's not showing Jesus, up. He's everyone like, else has taken down their, their tree and their, their cookies. Oh, yeah, but he's, 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 he's got more trees. He's got a little forest in the room. Wow. He started leaving out caviar and champagne at the bottom of the chimney for Santa to show up. He's up g- golden bars, Bitcoin, all ready to be taken. Bitcoin? Yeah, oh, that's right. What the f*** is this? This is like a RuneScape drop party, just leaving expensive shit on the ground. He just wants Santa to turn up. And whatever it takes to make that happen, he's gonna do it. It's too old to believe in the guy. Thank you to Brie Garcia. Brie Garcia, I can barely see ya. That's right, she has the power of invisibility once again. A lot of invisible people watch this show. It's just a, a pair of floating headphones walking down the street. That's what we like to tell our sponsors. They say, who, 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 who The demographic. What's a demo? Who listens to it? Yeah. Mostly invisible folks. So if you want to s- sell them, I don't know, uh, what's, what's that shit that the invisible girl's clothes were made of in uh, The Incredibles that can I, also turn invisible? I don't know. Whatever that is, if you want to sell them that... And the sponsors yeah. usually say they don't exist, do they? And we say absolutely not. <laughs> But Brie exists. We got the cash to prove it. It's true. So thank you so much for your support, Brie. Thank you to SCL. Wow. 
generous uh, contribution here from the South Carolina Library. Wow! Um, we have spent a lot of time there uh, brushing up on information about local South Carolina cryptids in the library. Uh, plot twist, they don't have any books on it. They don't find it factual. They don't find it informative. Yeah. Um, so we did trash the place last time we were there. Um, That's actually a bill. I just see, I'm seeing it on your thing. That's oh. not a donation. That's a bill. Oh, I thought that was a generous donation. That's actually we're fucked enough. Yeah, so. that's that's pretty much gonna take a couple months off of us. At this Interesting. Point. Fuck all y'all. You're not getting any. Uh, not getting a penny out of us. Absolutely not. Thank you to Brandon Little. Brandon Little has been branded a little. When he was first born, I think the parents were a little worried about like a little hospital baby switch switch up. You know, getting confused with another baby. He's been branded like a car. Yeah, well, just a little. Brand, he's been branded you can't a little. Brand a baby, that's illegal. Like a tiny, it wasn't illegal. even like illegal. That's ridiculous. It wasn't even a real thing. They were basically like when the nurse mm. left, they were like quick, quick, and they just like just tapped him with a lit with a lit cigarette. That was it. That's insane. And he was so confused. He was like, "Where am I? What the fuck was it didn't just work in my either ass?" Because they dropped a couple ashes on the other babies, so all the babies got a little branding that day. <laughs> got a little branding. They had to then uh, do their initials with the cigarette, which uh, there was a. So it's more than a little brand. It's a little branding, yeah. But the typo meant that they had to redo oh, the whole geez, thing. They had to scribble that out. Uh, He's got a back piece. This, <laughs> this toddler has a back piece. Thank you to Olivia Dakowitz. Olivia, cool your wits about you. Because oh. you're going to Bolivia. <laughs> I hope you can speak f***ing Bolivian or whatever they speak. Because, yeah, we're, we're dropping you down like a secret agent style. You're not going to have a passport, any money, any phone or anything. You're going to have to start a new life witness protection program. This paranormal lifestyle. I'm pretty sure that they, they give agents all of those things. That's like part of the deal. They now, give them like money and a passport. their shit. And then drop them off. So we're mugging people yeah, we and are. dumping their bodies. And dumping them where they will countries. never escape because okay. she'll never survive. We're not an agency, are we? We're a criminal agency. <laughs> Thank you to Tom Goss. Tom Goss, inventor of Tom's Gloss. Wow. That's like right. The, hot, the hottest. Yep, the hottest lip gloss to ever hit the lips. He is the proud inventor of the lip-flavored lip gloss. Whoa, that doesn't sound good. You can gloss up your lips, but they taste like lips. So... People don't even know you're wearing lip gloss, but your lips stay freaky fresh. That's his, that's that his, is terrifying. That's How the company. You know that's the company like? motto. That's awful. Keep those lips freaky fresh. That's. Tom. I want to move that's, on. That's Tom's Tom. uh, company slogan. I hope you go out of business, Tom. Thank you. Lastly, but not leastly, to Declan Fernandez. Hecklin Declan cannot keep his gob shut when he goes to a comedy show. We've had to ban him from several This Paranormal Life live events because he has posted on the event pages just being like, oh, I'll be there, don't you worry. And, and then everyone go, everyone comments underneath, Declan, Declan please, you ruined the last couple of shows, I swear. You were, you ruined my granddad's funeral because you wouldn't, you just, we didn't even invite you. I don't know how you found that's, out where we live. That's abuse, it's not even heckling. You're just heckling the dead. Yeah. Which oh, isn't fair because they can't they even, can't talk back. they can't talk back. The up thing is he's really good at it. So whenever we try to shut him down, he like he has the craziest one-liners. He's oh, yeah. preparing all day long. The audience were booing us by the end. Yeah. We got thrown off stage. De De Someone gave him a mic. He got the next night. He got the headline act the next night. Yeah, I think he's at Fringe Festival this That's year. Fucked. But he his whole show is that he doesn't take the stage and he waits for someone else to go up and be like, I'm sorry, there was a comedian that was supposed to supposed to be here tonight. And then from the crowd, he's like, you f up and everyone's like yeah hey, he starts heckling it yeah yeah God damn damn it declan he's funny we should go see him sometime. we should actually we should, we should. i'd love to see i'd love to see him roast that guy who's, who's playing this weekend that'll be great that would be, be a really, really good show yeah. that guy's such a bitch 
Thank you, Declan, and thank you, everyone that we've shouted out who supports us on Patreon.com. We couldn't do it without you guys. You're the reason that this podcast is still going to this day, and we're so grateful that it is because we love making it. Make sure to tune in next week when we open the shoebox and find out all about Project Kronos. Until then, we will see you next week. Ciao! Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.